This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Hello, Hartford. Hello, Hartford. Hello, surrounding counties of Hartford, Windsor, Bloomfield, Weathersford, Weathersfield. What else is there? Enfield and the like. I wasn't born in Connecticut, so forgive me. I'm a Harlem boy. New Britain. New Britain. That's right. My friend used to live in New Britain. Um, but as they say in business emails, I hope you are well, my friends. I was talking to my son about this last weekend. We were talking about birthdays. Uh, we were talking about how important birthdays are because his mother really loves her birthday and it's coming up tomorrow and I got to go down to New York. But I told my son that an average of 2.8 million people die every year in the United States. That's about 8,000 people a day, um, a week, excuse me. 8,000 people a week. On top of that, six babies die out of every thousand babies born, just like my young child Simon did. All of those people had plans for their birthdays. Except for the babies who were much too young to plan anything. Much too young to plan anything. Every one of those people went to sleep thinking, however irrationally, that they would be waking up the next day. That's what they thought. Many of those people, the 8,000 people who didn't wake up last week, had no reason to think that they wouldn't wake up. They didn't feel sick. They didn't live in a hospital. They didn't live in a nursing home or a hospice. They were just regular people like you and me, but they didn't wake up. So knowing that they didn't wake up and I didn't wake up for whatever, for whatever reason has me thinking that every day is my birthday. And so that's what I think of birthdays. Every day I wake up, I have to celebrate like it's my birthday. Up and want to give a shout out. If I say my brother's granddaughter died two months ago, oh, she I'm was. So sorry uh, I mean, uh, she was only two months old. Excuse me. Yeah, recently. so that happens. It so does it happen. Happens we'll be getting to that. I do believe Dr. Denise will be on today um, to talk about about that. And so that's what I think of birthdays. Um, just in case I don't make it to the actual date every particular year, I celebrate every day. Please allow me to remind you that our lives are so special to us that it took a team. To bring each one of us all here. A team of two people. Your parents. Your life could have been accomplished without both of them. Teamwork is very, very, very important. Nothing can happen without a good team on the project. Your life is, in fact, the best representation of teamwork. Because everybody represents their parents in the way they look. The way they act or the way they think. Sometimes all three. Today's magic word, my friends, is teamwork, and I will be sticking with it. This is also why I hope you are all finding a way to enjoy this wonderful gift of life. This gift of life can be taken just as quickly or more quickly than it can be given. And as I keep saying, things in this life can change quickly for the better. Quickly. Sort of like the CDC rules regarding mask wearing. How's that for a transition? Have we all heard about this? The team at the CDC, that's the Center for Disease Control, has opened the COVID vaccine to kids between the ages of 12 and 15. That's great, right, Dr. Brown? What, six, uh, sixth graders or something like that now? I right think now? we're going to make this, this uh, herd immunity thing. We're, we're going to be at 70 or 75%, I think. And it seems like a lot of kids want to take it, too. On top of that... They now have relaxed the rules regarding mask wearing. The new rules dictate that being vaccinated means that you no longer have to wear a mask indoors. You mean I no longer have to say I'm sorry? That's right. <laughs> I know, for, for taking off your mask, for drinking and stuff. Now, in order to convince more people to get the vaccine, they, didn't, they said they didn't do it for that reason. They say they relaxed the rule more as a reward to those who have been vaccinated. Which makes sense. But I don't see the difference. To me, it's, it, works both as, it works as both a carrot and a stick depending on your perspective, whether you want it or not. Either way, I think it's a good idea 
to relax the mask mandate if science says that it can be done. Because people are tired of wearing masks. And not just Republicans. I'm tired of wearing masks, especially at the gym, because I sweat a lot. And breathing through a wet mask, man, that's like slow suffocation. It's really, <laughs> really bad, let me tell you. It's very difficult. Well, they, they had to re- uh, reward the general population for compliance. Well, I think that's a good idea. Wearing a mask all the time is one of the things I think that convinced people to take the vaccine, in fact. Yes. Um, let me just say, I think I'm still going to wear it sometimes, man. You know why? Uh, I just know too much now. I know too much. First of all, there's going to be another pandemic one day. Let's not, uh, let's not have our heads in the clouds. There's going to be a pandemic again. There's never just one time for anything. Well, you know, you're going to have seasonal wearing of the mask. I mean, think yeah. about the flu. I mean, now all of a sudden you, we have a weapon against the common flu, and that's wearing the mask. I mean, I firmly believe, and doctors are saying this, that the zombie apocalypse will come upon us one day. There will be another pandemic that's worse than this one, either man-made or from nature. And secondly, I'm wearing a mask sometimes just because I know too much. Now I know how spit comes out of your mouth and lands in my mouth when you're talking. Now I know that. I can't ever forget it. No, not, not even while you're talking. While you're breathing, if you're just three feet in front of me breathing hard. It's called your personal space. Some of your spit can, be, can land in my nostril, and that's pretty gross. That's pretty gross. Even without COVID around, I wonder how many times I've caught the flu that way because someone's spit landed in my mouth. I want to protect myself from that, so I'm probably going to be sporting a mask anytime I'm in a crowd for the foreseeable future. Definitely on a plane. I mean, come on. The nastiness of a plane can probably kill you by itself, even if there's no people on it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm masking up on planes. Yeah, well, I've talked to a number of engineers. You know, we're in the area where, uh, you know, Pratt is and all the rest of that stuff. And these guys say that there has been magnificent improvement on air circulation in planes. Yeah. It's not perfect. But I was on a plane a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that news story about how the air goes up to the top. I didn't feel that. Uh, I'm just saying, I I flew on two planes in the last month, and I didn't feel that. I thought it was just hype when I got in. I was like, come on, man, I don't feel no air. (laughs) Still, look how far we've come, my friends. I remember so clearly, March 17th, 2020, I was called to an emergency meeting at my 9 to 5, and told that the whole building was going to close down. I was in New York City. And that we were all going to go home for further instruction. I had no idea the whole city of New York was going to shut down. As I was leaving the city, I stopped at the gym to get one last workout in downtown Manhattan, and it was already closed by like 4 o'clock by the time I left work. The city was shutting. It was shutting down. At the time, I didn't have a car, so I got on a Greyhound bus to Connecticut, and that would be the last time I visited my hometown for months. I still haven't returned to the office to work. I'm still working my gig from home right now. And it's been over a year. You know what I'm saying? It's been over a year. Over a half a million people have died of COVID. Stores and restaurants have gone out of business. School kids are behind in their education over a year. It took me that long to realize that we'll be going through this for a good long while. So I started doing COVID shows on the Jamal Show. Did five of them, coronavirus episodes. And finally now we are seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. For America. I would say our biggest lesson, Dr. Mack, through this whole ordeal, I think we've learned that health is about much more than the absence of disease. Right? I agree. We've suffered mentally, we've suffered physically. Some of us couldn't go to the gym. By the way, I have gotten vaccinated, at least the first shot. And um, and most uh, we all have in this room, in fact. And I got to tell you, people, I don't understand vaccine hesitancy. I don't see how people can take all this other medication from doctors, shots, anesthesia, chemotherapy, antibiotics, etc. Well, it's like I've said before on, on, on this show. I mean, a lot of it, there's a lack of intimacy right now with this vaccine. It, let people... W- or do not wish to be treated like a piece of meat, you know? Well, they want, they want to sit down with their doctor and discuss it, and then maybe I'll, I'll get you, you can have a shot But how you can be me. a sick person, you can have diabetes, you can go to the doctor and take chemotherapy, anesthesia shots, you know, but, oh, no, not that vaccine. 
all of the medicine comes from the same companies. So if you don't trust the vaccine, then you shouldn't trust Tylenol as far as I'm concerned. Tylenol still kills people every year. You know what I'm saying? More than a vaccine does. Right. If you take more than two right. grams yeah. a day, you, know, you people got People mix problems. Tylenol right. with things by accident. Right. People right. die from it. I've talked about that before. Moving on. There's been a lot of politics going on as well. Joe Biden has proven himself not only to be the undisputed winner of the 2020 election. I'm rubbing it in. As if he had to prove it. Yeah, right. I'm rubbing it in to the people that don't believe that. But also the winner of high approval ratings, which have hit 63%. I don't even have a 63% approval rate in my own household. <laughs> and I'm the only one in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have a 63% approval rating with my own son. All right? Joe Biden is a winner to everybody except those who are too fragile to accept that they lost the 2020 election. So they have to live in delusion and pretend they won. And they want us to pretend along with them. Because that's what they want. They want, they're weak by definition because strong people can accept reality. Yeah. Well, no matter know, how ugly. I know somebody who's got to accept reality, and that's Trump. That's you know, right. In my opinion, he's looking for an arrest. They're gonna, they are coming after him. We'll get to that. But right now, his reality is lawn care. Yeah. Well, lawn care on Mar a Lago's wonderful lawns. Yes, yes, yes. He's yes. the president of lawns. All right. <laughs> so he, he gets to tell his, his little lackeys what to do. He loves that. And one of his lackeys, I think one of the people on, on his lawns right now is Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, but we're going to get to that okay, in a minute. Okay. Biden is showing his strength by trying his best to team up with Republicans to do an infrastructure bill. The argument has been made that infrastructure requires teamwork. So Biden wants teamwork with the Republicans. Meanwhile, it appears that the Republicans want teamwork with stand-up comedian Trump. Why? I have no idea. They must be delusional to think stand-up comedian Trump wins elections. Well, 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 well. Trump can win or has great influence on the local state pr- uh, primary elections, but so a, a lot of the Republicans who want to run for for national office uh, will find that that if they can't get that far, then then what the heck? I mean, he's going to stop them at, at the primary. And so Republicans are going to have a hard time winning national elections. Well, let me put it this way. You can't just think about the primary. And I guess they still don't realize that Trump is really made for the comedy circuit. That's really where his strength is, the comedy circuit. So Biden wants to team up with these Republicans on infrastructure. Republicans want to team up with stand-up comedian Trump on getting back in power. And Trump, he wants to team up with himself. He is interested in himself. None of these teams will be successful. All of these teams will fall short. Biden's teaming up with Republicans on infrastructure will fall short. Republicans will fall fall short teaming with stand-up comedian Trump. Trump always falls short advancing his own interest in politics. Yeah. Because his only real talent is in being a clown. Hey, is that a UV light you got there, man? Are you looking at ballots with a UV light for bamboo? Uh, uh, no, but Trump wants me to. Ladies and gentlemen. His only real term is to be a clown. That's pretty obvious, right? That's pretty obvious. They cannot fully succeed because they lack something called good faith, my friends. Good faith is a term that we lawyers use quite a bit. It means that you are in partnership with someone to achieve an outcome. And you are being honest about your goals and motivations. You honestly want something good to happen with your collaboration. That's what it means to have good faith. For example, you're on a football team. And if you secretly want your team to lose so that you can win a bet, that means you're not playing with good faith. You're not being honest about your motivations. You can't have teamwork without good faith on behalf of everybody participating. You know how Republicans have been lying about everything recently? They lie while... They are lying about a lie they told before. That's the opposite of good faith. And the other day when Republicans met with Joe Biden to quote unquote negotiate, the first thing they did when they left that quote unquote negotiation was shoot off a fundraising letter talking about how corrupt Joe Biden is. That that right there, that shows a lack of good faith. They have no interest in a compromise. You can't have teamwork without good faith on both sides. And they, and, they, and they won't pay a price for it. 
with their voters. At least that hasn't happened yet. Because their voters are not interested in legislation. They're not interested in new law to prevent this or help that. They are interested in performance. They want a reality show. Not reality. They want a show. But how can it be on the same team with people who deny reality? How can it be on the same team with the infrastructure bill with people who don't even believe that the government can be a force for good? The funny thing is that the teamwork isn't valued in popular culture. Teamwork's not really valued, is it? Let's take the Oscars and the Grammys, for example. We give the Oscar to who we think is the best actor at the time. We give the Grammy to the so-called best singer or the best album. But in reality, it takes hundreds of people to make a good movie. You know those, uh, those credits they scrolled after the movie that you're walking out on? That you're turning your TV on? Those are the other people that helped make the movie they, great. They really made the movie. A friend of mine died years ago. He was a Hollywood uh, screenwriter. He introduced me to a lot of people in Hollywood. I still keep in touch with some of them. Oh, by the way, and, did you see that they were shooting two movies in Harford last week? Sidney Weaver was here. Did Sigourney. You know? yeah, Sigourney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, that's funny. We have a Sydney Street. Right. Her name is oh, Sigourney, oh, please. Oh, 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 ah, her name, um, yeah, her name yeah. is Sigourney. Yeah, Gorney, you know man. what I'm saying? Gorney. Go back to school, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> and, and we do have a Sydney Street in Hartford, though. Yeah. And I, it took me a long time to call it Sydney Street because every time people say that, I'd be like, this person is just uneducated yeah. and they don't really know how to pronounce it. So I'll pronounce it the correct I way and not embarrass it. them. And I got degrees. But I was the wrong guy, right? So there's a Sydney Street here and Hartford is coming back and I'm glad to see that. But you didn't see Sydney Weaver <laughs> by herself. <laughs> no. No, she had people around her. She had makeup artists. She had a truck there with food. I'm always jealous of those food trucks when I walk, walk by, like, Hollywood movie shootings. I'm like, wow, I could use some of that. And you wonder why he's in the gym, right? Go ahead. My point is it takes hundreds of people to make a good movie. It takes dozens of different types of artists to make a good album. Nobody really does anything alone. Even your last plane flight that you credit to the pilot was a team effort. All those people, some of them really important, go unnamed. I've always thought that the people who clean the bathrooms at restaurants I go to are unsung heroes. Because if a restaurant bathroom is nasty, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to that restaurant. And I bet I'm not the only one like that. So the bathroom cleaner is an important team member. If I owned a restaurant, I would make sure that the bathroom cleaner is as happy as the head chef. I would make sure we were on the same page. Good CEOs know this. You find the best companies in the world. They pay, they pay their employees. Places like Costco and Facebook and J.P. Morgan and Salesforce. They pay their employees. They give their employees health benefits. They want their employees to have good faith as team members. They know how important that is. But now it's time for me to practice what I preach myself and be a good team member of this station by handling my official duties as host before I get kicked off the air like Liz Cheney. Welcome to Saturday, my friends, the next day of your life. This is the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent live and on your favorite podcasting network. My name is Jamal. I'm an information junkie, and I'm passing on the fruits of my illness to you, and you are correct to be hesitant about any vaccine to eradicate Jamal. (laughs) As for me, I'm your listener guide, mostly along for the ride, coming straight from the Hartford studios of WKND, and I'm doing that live. Until Marjorie Taylor Greene starts following me around, screaming her head off. That hasn't happened yet, but the night is young. The revolution, of course it won't be televised, because regular television is going obsolete. So now we're on YouTube. I was able to convince some really gullible people to sit here with me in the studio for an hour, so let me go ahead and greet those people. They're a good portion of my team. Hello, Bishop. You're looking good as usual, as if you've been hanging out at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> and hello to Dr. Alfonso Mack. Wait a minute. I got Mar-a-Lago burn, man. That's right. Actually, I hear you just getting back from the Arizona recount. Uh, right? So yeah, you're out there you know. with the bamboo. Yeah, you know, with the bamboo. Making sure that the Chinese votes get yeah, thrown that's out. That's right. I heard you out there trying to stop the steal. I'll be passing the mic to you later on to give us some updates on any local news you may have. I'd appreciate it. From here in the Nutbag State. And that sounded corny as hell. Got to say hello to Deborah on the AS, 
ASL duties. She's the ASL chick. She's keeping the Instagram live page up and running with a sign language performance. This is all for my deaf people who can't ever hear me, but still want to listen. It's also interesting to watch if you aren't deaf, by the way. We're also on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, but for the second, for the sound to come out best, you really should get on your live radio app, like Extreme Radio or Simple Radio or TuneIn. Your choice. Let me remind you that we also have an email club called Think Tank Email Club. You can find that link on the Jamal Show Facebook page that you should already know about. You won't be sorry for joining. Trust me. We have lots of surprises planned for you. Now, it's been about two weeks since you've heard my voice. You last heard me talk about perspective, and I hope you saw things my way, so to speak. Today, I want to spend a little time communicating with you guys about a very important topic, teamwork. Teamwork is very important in any endeavor, and let me assure you that this show could not exist without it. The very first Jamal shows that were ever made into a podcast consisted of me being here by myself. And they were hilarious and not in a good way. Go back and listen to the first season if you were curious about what a lack of teamwork will get you. You'll see it. But but these days with the right team, you know how I pull this off? How I always do it. By scheming and planning on how to get you all more intelligent. And it isn't easy with Republican governors trying to play the hero by cutting unemployment funds to working families. Why? Because governors find it inconvenient that some people are not motivated to go back to their, to their crappy jobs with no health care. Nothing like your governor cutting your pay in order to force you back to work before you have child care available. Right? Do you feel like that governor's on your team, really? Here's some information for absolutely free, but I may pick your pocket one day. The Jamal Show broadcasts live every two weeks on Saturdays, which is more than enough time for you to completely deny that a riot occurred at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. By the way, don't laugh, but I am a Connecticut attorney, so sit closer to your radio. I can be found at jamalshowradio at gmail.com. If you get raided like Giuliani, shoot me an email unless you really are Giuliani. Then don't shoot me an email. I will remind you that this broadcast will be up on every podcast network in the universe. That sounds like a lie, and it is one. But we can make it true with your help. So please share the gift of the Jamal Show with friends. Lastly, please know that my views don't represent the views of the station. They do not consider my teamwork to be valuable here. And there's a lot of reasonable people out here like them. So if you're unhappy with me, at least you have some company. (laughs) By the way, send all hate mail to the bishop. He's waiting eagerly to answer it. Don't send it to me. (laughs) By now, you should be pretty tired of hearing my voice. I know I am, so I'll give you a break. This song is called BBD. It's by Kenny Freestyle and Ty Bless. It's a hot single right now. It's blowing up the airwaves. You may like it, so take this break with me. And meet me on the other side of God. Play me some Ty Bless right quick.
full of me latches in. Say, live what I see, what I do, what I visit. Smack that bottom by mistake on the floor. My bad knees hurt, but I can still get loud. Dancing with my mask on. Now it's a blur. What that big booty do? Keep me coming like a mama. Let's go. Hello. Uh, I think we have an emergency caller. We have a caller that we didn't expect this morning. Let me go ahead and see what this is about. Dr. Denise, are you there? Oh, she's not there. Is she in? Dr. Denise, are you there? Yes. Hey, Jamal. How are you doing? You, you wanted to call in at the last minute, and you are always welcome on the Jamal Show, so thank you for being here. What announcement do you have for us today? Hi, Jamal. Thank you so much for having me. So a couple things going on today with Team Vienna for SUDC Awareness in honor of my daughter, Vienna Carly Savino, who, as you know, she she died unexpectedly suddenly three and a half years ago of sudden unexplained death in childhood or SUDC. So today we're dedicating a memorial bench to her in Holmdale, New Jersey, which is, um, you know, tragically where she died. And this was uh, made possible through funding by the Holmdale PBA, which we're so, so thankful for them. And then we're having an event for her um, there. And then also, it's the fourth annual Vienna's Day of International SUDC Awareness. And if you remember, Jamal, you had posted a picture last year of you and your Team Vienna shirt, and it was such a great picture. I hope you do something again today to, pr- to promote your show. It's such a great show. Um, I will do so. so yeah, thank you. Okay. So, so today, uh, we have people from all over the world remembering Vienna wearing their shirts, taking a picture, posting on social media, Facebook and Instagram are typically what, what I'm on, and, uh, and remembering her and, and spreading the word of, of her, her sad story, but still telling people about Vienna around the world and also educating the world about SUDC. And so far, Jamal, it's been amazing. I wake up to pictures from Australia, Guinea and West Africa, Nepal, Vienna, Austria, which is how she was named, and Scotland, and, and Morgan coming today. So it's, it's really, you know, it's such a tragic thing what happened to our daughter, but we're trying to, you know, shed um, some positive light on this and, um, and educate the world about this. Yes, yes. And, I, um, I'm very impressed. Uh, when you look up Team Vienna on YouTube, you see you've been around, lady. You have been around uh, all these TV shows, News 2, all these clips, and I'm really um, impressed with the work you're doing. Uh, we'll be uh, seeing if we can squeeze your commercial in later on. Um, and I'll be speaking some words about that. Thank you so much for calling in. I will be uh, posting something later on today when I get back from the station. So go ahead and look for that. And please keep active on our page like you've been doing. And we'll be speaking to you soon, uh, Denise. God loves you. Great. Thank you so much, Jamal. You too. All right. Let me tell you, people, this organization, Team Vienna, is a serious organization about finding an answer to this terrible disease that took my baby, Simon. I think about this tragedy all the time, but... Dr. Denise Wunderler does more than just think about her lost child. She has taken action by starting this wonderful charity, and I feel like she's fighting for my son as well. Team Vienna has even gotten me involved in a study to try to find out why child mortality happens to some parents and not others. Please check out the Team Vienna website. Learn what you can. Nothing is worse than a lost baby. Don't let it happen to you before you realize that. 
And these good people are trying to reduce the occurrence of babies that never wake up, like ours didn't. Please keep that in mind. Hello again, my friends. That song was burning up the record charts right now. It's a song called BBD by my good friends Kenny Freestyle and Todd Bless, kind of like a dynamic duo of freestyle and hip-hop. You can look them up on Amazon Music, Spotify, and all other streaming services. Now, if you also have good independent music, we would like to hear it. That is all we play here on the Jamal Show, independent music, but it has to be good. If it is good, you can hit me at jamalshowradio at gmail.com. And I like it. If I like it, I'll play it on my station here at WKND. Otherwise, it is most definitely a pleasure to have you back with us on the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent on WKND and podcast. I am Jamal from Harlem, the man from Uncle, strong enough to resist anything except temptation. I am the peanut butter that you have been craving, but without the jelly. The man who waits for blessings with an egg timer. My ethics are so clear and transparent that you can't even see them. Forget love, I'd rather fall in chocolate. Thank you for being with us on this broadcast. The magic word for this broadcast is teamwork. So appropriately now is a great time to rely on the Jamal Show team for some local news. Local news. Oh, wait, wait. You know what? You got to wait for your, you got to wait for your theme music, brother. Yes. Dr. Mack, are you awake? Are you still kind of tipsy from last night? You know I always see you reading newspapers. Oh, yeah. Give me some local What's going on in the heart for the surrounding counties? Give me Mac Talk. Mac yeah, Talk. That's going to be a segment yeah, from now go. on. Well, we got, a, we got a good, bad thing in a sense. We have a good, bad thing. Hartford's losing one of its most He's capable on, right? public employees that I, th- in my personal opinion, we've had a, Reggie, Re- Reginald Freeman. Reginald Freeman. Who was the uh, head of the fire department, and he came to Hartford after we lost uh, a firefighter through a great tragedy. He, uh, brought, you hear that world of white supremacy? A black man he, was the chief of the fire department here he was in the, Hartford. He was the youngest black fire chief in the country. The and we had we were my we we were blessed with his presence. I mean, he he, he brought this fire Hartford's fire department up from. I'm not going to say nothing, but he got them nationally recognized. Okay, I mean, and that and that says and that says a lot. Why do you think this is happening? Why are we losing this guy? <sighs> They can't match them? Yeah. Is it money? It always comes down to money. When I tell you that uh, the more they say it's not about money, the more it's about money. Well, right? let me now, tell you he's something. He's going to Oakland. Oakland's getting Well, is it Oakland? I heard, Oakland. He was, I heard he was looking at Las Vegas. No, he's going to Oakland, California. Okay. He accepted Oakland, is my understanding of it. And, and I'm sure Oakland has a couple more dollars than Hartford does. Just a few, man. Yeah. But, you know, come on. What are we going to do? We're going to spend another 60 to 100 grand looking, doing a national search? I mean, you couldn't have yeah. thrown that into a package to try to keep the brother here? You know, it's funny. I actually met him a few times. And when I met him, I was like, you're the fire chief? Because he sounds like a Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like... I mean, I was like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" He raised his fist in the air. Like this dude is, uh, this dude is he's black real. power conscious. Like, yeah, he's, he's real. real. I was like, "You do? You and the fire chief?" And can back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can back it up. I was like, "Man, I'm about to call the cops on you." I don't think you can say that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, I was about to have him on the show. It's my fault that I haven't had him on the show yet. Maybe we can have him call in the, um, from nah, Oakland. The, the four, yeah, from Oakland. But yeah, from the Oakland because of May was his last day. Because this dude is real, man. I was like, "How did you become the fire chief? Aren't you supposed to be on a Black Lives Matters march somewhere?" He was like, "Man, black man." Is the, I was like, "Wow." I'm glad I'm a friend of yours. Yeah, so we're losing him. It's probably about money, he's, he's, and he doesn't want to go. Well, it's also about politics, in my opinion, because there had been talk about him running for mayor, and you know, so and the mayor is his immediate boss, and he serves at the pleasure of the present mayor. And you know, you're not going to keep somebody around who has the ability to do your job. You know what's right? funny? This mayor is the only mayor of any city I've ever lived in. That doesn't like try to stay in your face all the time. Like this guy, like hides. I just found out his name is like. What is this still Luke Vernon? Yeah. I'm like, I never see this dude. Even in a big city like New York City, like where I'm from, like you always see De Blasio. Like yeah. he's that dude that stays in your face. He's OD, right? Yeah, yeah. He out there. He's a politician. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I feel like Luke Vernon is somebody's like stepson that just like fell into the mayorship and he's like, all right, I'll do it. Well, he I don't did. have to go out and meet people, do I? He looked at running. He <laughs> looked at running for governor and saw the money wasn't there. 
money, right? Money. But let me and tell you something. Y'all got. Uh, I say me now because I'm a new mover to Connecticut. I'm a new resident, so it's my governor too. I like Ned. I think y'all pick good governors here, out here. I really do. You know what I'm saying? Like we always get a stinker in New York. We always yeah. get like Pataki. Yeah. You know, trying to kill people, put them on death row and stuff like that. We, New York is still a rather conservative state upstate. It's just New York City that makes it, like, left, that makes it, you know, radically left. Um, Connecticut, I think, is a little more liberal generally all around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you get good governors here because, what, I think 70% of the people in Connecticut have been vaccinated. Yeah. 70%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty good for that's, that's for a state that's good. right next to New York and New Jersey. But for the for local news, you know, the man that really put his name on the line along with the governor, when the governor said do it, he did it, and that's Doctor Edie, who's a chairman or chief COO of Trinity Health in Hartford, St. Francis Hospital. This brother put his name on the line and and stepped out, and you see him on TV. And he's promoting the, the giving of the vaccine. He has put this on his back. But let me tell you what's and good I about being him for that. That's one of the things that's good about being from a liberal state um, is that they do respect doctors, they do respect science, and also when the Republican governors were like, "Oh, you know, let's let's start cutting the income of our residents because we need them back at work." Yeah. Like like that. Like your governor as your boss, who likes that? I knew, I knew that Governor Ned Lamont was not even trying to hear that. Like, I was like, oh, that's not going to happen in Connecticut. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine? Lamont is basically a businessman. Could you imagine your governor cutting funds that were going to you that are already there, that are not coming from him, that are coming from the federal government? They already gave him that money. And he's like, I think my citizens are being paid too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how can you vote for a guy that cuts your pay by $300? Yeah. I mean, I'm baffled by that. I'm baffled by that. Like, 13 governors, all Republican, are like, well, you know, we really need you at that crappy job where you don't get health care. So why don't we cut your pay and force you back? Your kids, see, leave them home alone. Who cares? Like, they're literally playing the role of your boss now. Right. I agree with you. Connecticut had a governor. The Lord gave us a governor, the type we needed when we needed it the most. All right, all all of your, you know, okay, so the legislative Republicans are sitting there saying, oh, he shouldn't have all these emergency powers. No, no. But, but this is the thing that kills me. This man this handled that it with grace, they're, dignity, they're, and intelligence. They're the and governors we of blessed. business people, too. I get it. They're the governors of business people, too. But the federal government funds will cut off on their own if you just let them. You don't have to rush people like, oh, you know, you're being paid too much, little lady, with, with four kids. Go back to your crappy waiter's, waitress job and with no health care because we're paying you. We're going to force you back. You couldn't just let it go out on its own. It's not going to last forever. All the government benefits will end in September as uh, far as the extra well, unemployment well, well, pair. Yeah, so well, it's crazy. Well, go back to Bronin. You're saying you, you, you just don't see him, the, the invisible I don't, Yeah, I don't ever see him. I live in a black neighborhood, so maybe that makes sense. <laughs> you know? But let me move on, because I got an award to give out. I believe I mentioned Liz Cheney earlier in the show, but I'm going to have to do it again. Um, I'm going to have to mention her again, and it pains me a little to have to do this. But I always, always, always act in good faith. I don't know what you mean. If you get nothing from me on this show, you get my honesty, my good My, I mean, Dr. Denise Wonderler always tells me that she appreciates my honesty. I'm certain that other people do, too. Besides honesty, we also try to throw a little truth in every now and then just to scare Republicans away. You tell them the truth and it's like the boogeyman. And I'm kidding. I don't want to reinforce a us versus them perspective on you. I think we get enough of that from them. But no, in fact, I want to honor a Republican today, a strong lady, an attractive lady, a woman to be reckoned with. My friends, my friends, Liz Cheney gets the Jamal Show Award for today. And I know, I know this is going to be controversial. I know this is going to be controversial. I know who Liz Cheney is. I've been around the block a few times more than I like to admit. Conservative. Liz Cheney is not usually our favorite politician on the Jamal Show. A lot of Jamal Show listeners would be inclined to find Liz Cheney undeserving of this prestigious Jamal Show Award. We can make an argument. For integrity. After all, Liz Cheney did stand by while Republicans told the world that Barack Obama wasn't born in America. Right. And like most of us, 
she's also she also has a father. Yeah. Except her father used to be a vice president. You may not remember him, but his name is Dick Cheney. Is that the guy who shot the guy while That's hunting? right. He's oh, the guy that likes guns. Yeah. And if never you, walk in front of him, right? And if you don't remember Dick Cheney, maybe you were too young. What I can tell you about his time in office, I can tell you that his first name is very fitting. I dislike the politics of both the Cheneys equally, father and daughter. But this isn't really about politics now. This Jamal Show Award goes to Liz Cheney for bravery, for integrity, yes, for leadership. Yes, yes. Liz Cheney has been kicked out of the leadership of her own party in public because she chose to stand by what she believes in, which happens to be the truth. Kicked out for the moment. The truth. Oh, the oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that because um, I actually think she has because a great, great They're uh, going future. to come back to her. They need to, when they bring this party back, the Republicans, they're going to need her. Really? She's just repeating what everyone should know by now. Donald Trump is a famous stand-up comedian. You should have known that from his comedy tour in office. Trump let his friend... Uh, check this out. This is how you know he's a comedian. Trump let his friend Steve Bannon defraud his own supporters for that wall. We're going to build the wall with our own money. Uh, Basically, he stole their money, and then Trump pardoned Steve Bannon. That's a fraudster for you. He doesn't care about his own supporters. Comedian Trump sent his pathetic followers to the Capitol to riot. He told them he would meet them there, and then Trump went the other way. Then Trump supporters would started getting arrested, right? Trump didn't pardon one of his supporters. Not one. Not one supporter got pardoned. And he could have. He had two weeks. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He pardoned the guy who defrauded his supporters, yeah. Steve Bannon. Trump supporters think they're on Trump's team. But they aren't. They're just wannabes. Trump is for Trump. And, the, and what are they, the good old boys or the old boys or whatever? Now they're really angry with him because they thought they were following his instructions. I don't think they're angry. I think they're still part of his cult. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> Many of them asked for a pardon for the Capitol riot. Uh, that was the that them and asking they didn't get it. Them asking for a pardon was like almost worth four years of Trump for me. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Go ahead and ask for a pardon. I, I was watching that. He didn't even bother to answer them. No. He just ignored them. He simply ignored them. He's just making money like all good comedians do. I think he made more than Kevin Hart last year yeah. with that super pack. And Liz Cheney's paying a big price for standing up to stand-up comedian Trump's corruption. The Republicans basically gave Liz Cheney the Sandman treatment from the Apollo Theater in Harlem. Right. They pulled her off the stage with a cane. All because she won't take stand-up comedian Trump seriously. As if he's supposed to be taken seriously. As if he wants to be taken seriously. As he's, as Sometimes I bet stand-up comedian Trump is just as surprised as you are that some people actually follow him around. He I was, bet he's surprised. He was surprised to be president. Yeah, he, he was like, well, he, he, well, huh? He, he didn't think it was going to get that. There it's are people that stupid in the world. I mean, I'm sure he wakes up like that sometimes. But not Liz Cheney. And she isn't shriveling away. She isn't afraid of standing tall and proud. And let me tell you something. I admire those actions. I admire her stand, and I agree with it. But maybe, just maybe, it's better if she tells you a little bit herself. I got a couple clips for you. I have two. This first clip is Liz Cheney talking to the press before she was kicked out of the leadership of her own party. had the the conference meeting. Uh, I uh, am absolutely committed, as I said last night, uh, as, as I said just now to my colleagues, uh, that we must go forward uh, based on truth. We cannot both uh, embrace the big lie and embrace the Constitution. And going forward, uh, the nation needs it. The nation needs a strong Republican Party. Uh, the nation needs a party that, uh, that is based upon fundamental principles of conservatism. And I am committed and dedicated to ensuring uh, that that's how this party goes forward, and I plan to lead the fight to do that. I uh, will do everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We have seen the danger uh, that he continues to provoke with his language. Uh, we have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. Uh, and I think it's very important that we make sure whomever we elect is somebody who will be faithful to the Constitution. Congresswoman, do you feel betrayed by today's vote? 
I do not. I think that uh, it is uh, an indication of where the Republican Party is, uh, and I think that the party uh, is in a place that we've got to bring it back from, and we've got to get back to a position where uh, we are a party that can fight for conservative principles, that can fight for substance. We cannot be dragged backward uh, by uh, the very dangerous lies of a former president. Thank, Thank you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't have said that better myself. I was having a hard time picking out clips for this show because I was like, everything she's saying is correct. This was about to be the Liz Cheney show for the day. And I'm not a fan of her politics, obviously. You know? Let me uh, play the second clip right quick. It's very, very interesting. Go ahead. You don't care. You know, a drowning man cares not who throws him the rope. And if it comes from Liz Cheney, then I'm all right with that. Yeah, because democracy is about to drown if we we leave it in the hands of these Republicans. By the way, only 25% of Americans say that they're Republican at this point. Yeah. And can you blame them? No. Now, the second clip is really interesting. It's a Fox News clip. It's from an interview that Liz Cheney did with Brett Baer of Fox News. Brett starts out, this is very interesting, he starts out by playing clips of Democrat leaders giving praise to Liz Cheney, much the same way that I am now. Then, Brett Baer asked Liz Cheney if she feels comfortable being praised by Democrats. No. Because you know Democrats aren't really human beings, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brett has to remind Liz Cheney of that fact in order to better adhere to the us versus them mentality that Republicans love so much. Yeah. In this clip, Brett Baer's like, my God, woman! Even Democrats are praising you. <laughs> My God. I mean, somebody we can rally around? I mean, I mean, I mean you, you might as well start smoking crack, Liz. Hey, hey. Your mother would be so disappointed. <laughs> this is the world that Republicans want us to live in. Only their team's opinion is valid. Nobody else's. But look at Liz Cheney's answers in this clip. She really is a fantastic speaker when she comes off the cuff like this. Here's Liz Cheney. Um, Democratic speakers start first. Liz Cheney spoke truth to power, and now they're firing her. What would a patriot do? A patriot would do what Liz Cheney has done. And she's paid a heavy price for it. For her courage, for her patriotism. And uh, I wish her well. Uh, Perhaps this challenge will make her stronger. Are you comfortable with all of these Democrats singing your praises day after day? Brett, look. What we're talking about, these issues uh, of the Constitution and the rule of law, uh, should be above politics. It should be above partisanship. It should be above party. Every single one of us, everyone watching this show, everybody who works at Fox, everybody who's elected uh, to office, all of us have to love our country more. And that means that there are moments when you have to put politics aside, when you have to say, I will not be part of unraveling the democracy. That is a fundamentally important thing, the most fundamentally important thing we do, obeying the rule of law, standing up for the Constitution. Uh, And I think that we would all be better off as a country, uh, frankly, if more of us said, we're going to stand for the Constitution, we're going to defend the rule of law, let's have a vigorous debate about substance and policy. Those are really important issues, and I, I disagree about just about everything everything with all of those people that you just showed. But those substantive policy debates need to be conducted in a way that is worthy of the people that have fought for our freedom, worthy of the people who have died for our freedom, and that reflects who we are as a nation. You know, we we need to be proud of our ideals, and we need to know we have the better ideas, and that's how we beat the Democrats. Did you hear that, people? This woman has integrity. She's coming off the top of her head. Even I write notes before I say anything. This woman's coming off the top of her head. She has integrity. And you know what? I fear her as a Democrat because that type of integrity is sure to be popular on some big election day in the future. She's going to get Democrats to vote for her talking like this. Yeah. And I really, I mean, if Republicans were smart, they would follow her because they can really hurt the Democratic Party with a strong leader that has integrity, that tells the truth because everyone knows that Republicans are liars now. I really think that this woman, and I was thinking about this last night, I think she could beat Kamala Harris in a general election for president. Ugh. Ugh. If you take out the demographics, you know, I've never been a big fan of Kamala Harris. I'm, I'm Okay, she's vice president. I'll roll with it. I'm not hating. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll roll with it. Clean it up. Go but ahead. I do believe, <laughs> I, 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 you know, she's not being allowed to shine like she should. Um, well, she's vice president, man. Yeah, yeah. But she's supposed to be down, and uh, we'll get into that next she's episode. We'll get president. into that next episode. Yes. Liz Cheney, has, uh, she has integrity. She gets the Jamal Shaw Award for integrity on this broadcast. 
You know who doesn't get the Jamal Shaw Award for integrity? Airline passengers. They don't deserve it because airline passengers have been acting ratchet. They've been fighting. These airlines are reporting a spike in violence and disobedient passengers earlier this year. And also, you know who else doesn't get an award? Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh. She's acting ratchet these days. Oh. She's actually probably worse than the airline passengers. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and we're running out of time, I know that. The infamous mad woman of Capitol Hill. She's been running up on AOC the Challenger for a few years now, yelling and screaming at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who they call AOC, challenging AOC to a debate. And this doesn't tell me anything new about Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's always been crazy. Show me a time when she didn't act crazy. You can't. These incidents have really taught me about myself, about my own limitations. Because being from Harlem... I can't have anybody run up on me like that. Yeah. Hey, now, AOC, now she's up for re-election. Uh, 2022. Pretty, okay, so what's happening is, you know that, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, her district may be eliminated from, uh, in the state of New York. Oh, wow. All right. That. Yeah, you know, so they're going to have to do something. I mean. Well, so. you know, to be honest with you, she's probably in less trouble than other Congress people because she's got such a huge name recognition. True. So maybe she they'll take someone else to see someone else. Yeah. Right. But initially, they were talking you about eliminating her spot. I mean, women don't get mad at me, but I do not have a taste for Kirsten Gillibrand of New oh, York. Oh, wait a minute. I got to go over there. <laughs> Kirsten Gillibrand <laughs> of New York. <laughs> I'm still mad at Kirsten Gillibrand for yes, getting, ri- yes. getting rid of Al Franken. Okay. Al all Franken right. was a fantastic senator. All right, all right. And everyone's sad that he's gone now. So I still have a sore spot for Kirsten. Kirsten Gillibrand didn't even win her seat the first time. She got handed yeah. that seat by, by David Patterson. All right, all right. Um, so she's been in the seat longer than David Patterson was governor, which is interesting. But she did win it after that. She took Hillary Clinton's seat. Okay. But I wish AOC would go after her seat. I don't like Kirsten Gillibrand that much. Anyway, I can't have anybody run up on me like that. Uh, not with my background. Somebody's going to call the cops. <laughs> and it won't be for me. We don't play like that where I'm from. If you think everything is a joke, it'll be like, ha-ha, you got smacks. Sorry, but it was a reflex action. So I can't be in Congress because people would trigger me to get in trouble like Marjorie Taylor Greene is doing to AOC. Just trying to provoke AOC until she turns around and smacks Representative Greene. I would fall for that. I don't suffer fools. I would fall for it just like that Dunkin' Donuts manager. You heard about this? The Dunkin' Donuts manager who punched the old man in the face for calling him the N-word last week? No stuff. The, the 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 guy wasn't getting the service he wants. In my day, I've and, and he called the guy the N word, and he said, "Dude, say that one more time in front of me." And the old man said it. Seventy seven years old, the guy punched him in the face. That man is dead now. <laughs> so yes, it was a Florida man. It was in Tampa, and uh, I understand the position of that Dunkin' Donuts manager. He dared the old man to call him the N word again. The old man did it. And he punched the old man in the face. What can I say? Typical Harlem street beef. But now. The old man is dead from getting punched in the face. And now this manager has clearly lost his job at Dunkin' Donuts, don't you think? Yeah. As a side note, he now has the manslaughter charge. So I'm glad that AOC is too smart to fall for Marjorie Taylor Greene's nonsense. If someone were to do that to me, the results could be unpredictable. But I tell you what is predictable on this show always, what is predictable is a break. And I think this, we're going to make this our last break. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and end off with a song and then go ahead and play Denise's commercial. Denise, uh, one doctor, Dr. Denise spoke earlier about her uh, Team Vienna charity. And I want you to hear it from her own words. And I want you to hear her contact information. You really should check it out. This is one that you should support. So I will say goodbye to you after the commercial. Meet me on the other side of Tommy Vendetta and his song that I like very much. It's called Bad One. Enjoy. It's a bad bag, get a bad finna make a bag, bag, bag. She gon' keep me up, it's one grease a bag, the white bag song. It's a damn finna make a fag, no bag. She gon' keep me up, this one grease a bag. Turn around, tryna give me some more. Old team out here getting some dope. 
anytime you can hit me, you know. I'm a down ass at the phone show. Only rich be the life that we live. Whole family about the rise in this bitch. Ain't no time for me to watch them win. I got grinding, I've been locking it in. People always wanna stay saying things, but it's cool we on the way to our own. Every grown, we about to break every goal. And you know we about to take to our throne. Always in this game with the heat. Hit sounded like amazement to me. I don't know what you had made with your team, but we sounded like the greatest we see. This a bad bag in the bed, finna make a bag in the bag. Shoulda gon' keep me up. This one will be bad. The white bags on. It's a damn finna make a bag. I don't brag. Shoulda gon' keep me up. This one will be bad. Flex harder than me. I be moving no seat. Run the show low key. Getting praise OD. Youngest move OG. Next album way platinum. I don't even gotta scratch it. Know the hits stay classic. It's a Michael Mary magic. Born again straight Jackson. Like the storm that I rode in. I ain't even talking older. I'm hiding that. From the place where we came from. Youngest really make it rain. So we know that. Sleeping on what we did. But I know the dive in the big. Since I was running in the bib. I was never fun of kids. Cause I was trying to get my chips. More in and out of changing. Way less of the faking. Tables turning like my pages. All day for the greatness. I got what it takes, man. No picks for the newbies. I don't cut up with the movies. No hope they don't do me. Always being choosy. I'd rather make a movie. Watch a quick flick for the glow. And I don't really like Joe. I know the roles gon' roll. Independent with the smoke. You can never touch the dough. High and still on sequel. No, we not run a redo. For the people who deceive you. Always trying to see you. While we focus on what we do. Get a bad Finna make a bag. Shoulda gon' pick me up, this one boots at that The right back, huh? It's a damn finna make it back, I don't brag Shoulda gon' pick me up, this one boots at that Out of time. Hello again, my friends. That song was Bad One by Tommy Vendetta. He's from my hometown of Harlem. Um, I miss Harlem. I like the song a lot. If you like it, just remember you heard him first on the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. After the great music, uh, we have no more time. So we do not do a, se- a third segment today. We'll save that for two weeks from now. Uh, thank you so much for joining the Jamal Show. We're out of time. This is the place to get intelligent. Please join the Jamal Show email club at our Facebook page. You'll like it. Please enjoy your next two weeks of life until we speak to you again. And most of all, try not to kick each other in the balls. I'm out. This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal Jamal. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show.